Hey everyone, welcome to JoJo's World. Good morning everybody. I'm Liam S. Smith, one of your co-hosts. And I'm Nick Ballantyne, the other one of the co-hosts. Today we watched episode 24 of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Stardust Crusaders. That is the last episode of the first season of this story. Get the tissue boxes out, it's a ripper of a story. It is... Yep, you'll laugh, you'll cry, it'll change your life. I, I don't even know what it is, it's nothing really, it's just an episode. It covers uh, chapters 181 through the start of chapter 183 of the manga. The start of 183? Yes. Ooh. According to this Wikipedia page, the first two pages. Incredible. <laughs> Absolutely incredible. So Nick, uh, preliminary thoughts on this episode. I liked this episode. I liked it a lot. Um, it did not go the direction I thought it would. No? Also, it had the one moment that you know exactly what I'm talking yeah. about. Where I was like, oh yeah, it'll do- it was that. Oh, what? No. No. And then... I'm actually not sure what you're talking about. Well, you'll find out okay. later. Okay. <laughs> I thought you were talking about the elaborate high five. Oh, God, no. The elaborate high five is the best. So, uh, before we get into the episode proper, I want to share some words of wisdom from author of Dodo's Bizarre Adventure, my friend. Not yours. <laughs> mine. Oh, oh okay. Sure. <laughs> what an arsehole. Hirohiko Araki. I'm listening. Araki. If only I could engage in these words of wisdom and learn how to be his friend. Jojo's is an ode to life and a celebration of humanity. Without help from machines or technology, the main characters face danger with their bodies as their only weapon. For me, it's a principle. Indeed, I think that science doesn't necessarily make men happier. Besides, when I was at school, I detested mathematics and physics, though it's not a grudge I precise. That might be a translation error. <laughs> it's not a grudge I precise. Yeah. Uh, okay. Protest, maybe? Not a, not a grudge, I protest. Maybe? Was there a comma before the I? No. Um, is there a usage of the word precise that we don't understand? It's always possible. Uh, I don't think so, are but we it's... just complete fools? No, we can't be fools. We're smart. Yeah, we're not the fool. Yeah, we're good. We're good at the English. Yeah, he shows up next week. The English? No, never mind. Oh, okay. So, Nick, uh, if you recall, when we left off last time, mm -hmm. we are in a submarine... Yep, we were. You and I. Wait, we were? Yep. In a summary. Before you, we're going to Egypt to kill Holly and save your mum. Yeah. The High Priestess is a shape-shifting little critter. Yep. Gets in the submarine, uh, messes with Jojo and his pals. Mm -hmm. I like how you've just dropped the metaphor. Yeah, I got bored of that. <laughs> <laughs> the allegory is gone. That's it. it cuts off jo Joseph's robotic hand. What a surprise. My God. It's just like cars in that regard. <gasps> Although I suppose that was his regular hand. That actually was just his regular yeah. hand, wasn't it? <laughs> You'll never be like cars. I like how Joseph's gotten really unlucky after he's lost his hand. Yeah, he's always gotten really unlucky at taking blows to that one particular portion of his body. Yeah, no one else has had quite that bad luck with I mean, Avdol got shot in the head. Yeah, but at the same time, he's not dead, is he? And I will never let anyone forget. He had to heal up for like two weeks from that, head, that deadly head wound. Fair, and fair. And being stabbed yeah. in the back, probably through the lungs, let's be honest. Yeah, probably through the lungs. But you know what he didn't have? A missing hand. That's true. So... He could fill out all the hospital paperwork he needed to. <laughs> you know, when you know he what he also to... didn't have? Hmm? A beautiful Italian lady to nurse him back to health and it's fall true. in love. It's true. He doesn't have a sweet Susie Q to fall in love with. No. Him. But I'm sure he can just go visit yeah, his dad. We could, we could write in someone like that. Susie. No, Abdul was his dad, remember? Oh, no, I remember. <laughs> because of time travel. <laughs> <laughs> I see. There's probably, like, a fanfic out there somewhere where it's actually Abdul's dad on that island. He's yeah. Like, oh, but my son's also here. You're like, what? Oh, I can't do non-visual things. That was me miming Abdul leaning into frame and waving. <laughs> <laughs> so 
So that's what that was. Yeah. I just thought you were waving to someone outside. I'm like, there's a wall in the way. Anyway, I was going to go for a dumb joke about Arvjo being nursed back to health by a sweet girl named Ruby Tuesday. So let's move on. Oh, okay. Glad we completely missed that. <laughs> so Joseph is coaching everyone, basically. He's been their life coach. They're all screwing up and he's like, it's time like this where men need to keep their cool. Are we going to die? Yeah. Okay. Has anyone here scubaed before? And Avdol's like, the high priestess is still in the next room. Sorry, I I mispronounced that. The high priestess. Oh, God. As they all say. The high priestess. High priestess. You know, sometimes when the Japanese try English, it ends up pretty good. And then other times they try it and it ends up pretty bad. You're just going to take a big old swig of that high priestess flask. This is like right in the middle. This is right dead center where you're like, it's high priestess. And you're like, it's not it's, it's like It's noticeably not how we would say it, yeah. but it's not wrong. Yeah, it's not entirely irredeemable. It's just not quite correct. Yeah. Uh, the high priestess is still in the next room uh, trying to kill us. Quick, teach us how to scuba dive. I mean... The most important thing is that you never panic. Because if you panic, you die. My cousin does some deep sea scuba diving once and she's told me some grim stories about people who lost their nerve and died or stayed down for like a minute too long and died and their friend couldn't go back down into that pressure or they would also die uh okay yes deep sea scuba diving not for the faint of heart no i know um i used to have a mass lecturer who did it and he was like scuba diving's the best and i was like why he's like because it's the best he's like yeah but why it's the bet. What are you not getting about this? You go underwater and then you can't leave for a while. You'll get the bends. It's great. You get some red eyes sometimes. It's amazing. Joseph explains to us that 10 metres of water depth mm-hmm. equals one atmosphere of pressure. So as they're about 40 metres below sea level, they will be subjected to five atmospheres of pressure. That's four from the water and one from the atmosphere. One from the atmosphere. Yeah, that tracks. Yeah, that's, all that's good. mathematically sound. That makes a lot of sense. You know... I can tell you that is mathematically sound because... Pressure. You had a maths lecturer who knew about scuba diving. No, it was an engineering lecturer. <laughs> yeah. No, um, pressure is linearly proportional to how deep you go. Cool. So exactly what Joseph said is true. Wow. Iraqi did his fucking research, I assume. <laughs> He's probably been scuba diving. I-, I bet a lot of these chapters are just like... I, like, I went scuba diving. I'm going to put yeah. a thing about scuba diving in here. I did a thing like this before. Because if you it. recall, I believe when we were getting started with part three on, and the journey, uh, I read a quote from him about how he did the journey once, like shortly, be- or a very similar one shortly before writing this story. Hmm. So then he just chucks it in. Yeah. Why not? Why not? Yeah. You know, write what you know, and what he knows is how to get to Egypt from Japan, mostly without flying. In like 30 days. Yeah. So he, Joseph turns a valve and all this water starts pouring into the room. You know, basic airlock stuff. Yeah, before he fully explains everything. Yep. So this is a regulator. Okay. It's what you breathe through. Uh-huh. It's got a valve. Gotcha. The air comes in the right when you inhale. Gotcha. And exit through the left when you exhale. Okay, you've lost me already. I don't know, man. <laughs> <laughs> you have to breathe in and breathe out? Is that, is that how we work? Yeah, but just make sure you don't use your nose. Oh, no. Polaref asks, I think, you know, a fairly sensible question. It's like, mm. what if, like, we spit or phlegm comes out? What do we do then? Oh, well, it just comes out the regulator, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's fine, you know, whatever. Yeah. It's like, okay, that's cool. Now, obviously, we can't talk, so we'll use hand signals down there. Okay. Okay, so we're going to do the okay symbol when uh, when things are okay. Yep. 
and when things aren't good, we will, uh, you know that, that hand gesture people make when they're going like, uh, where it's like, you're putting your hand, your hand is flat flat. and then you rotate it, you rotate your wrist. Yeah. And then you're like, eh, not really. Yeah. Yeah. They're going to do that. Or at least they would. But then Arvdol was like, uh, Mr. Joseph, uh, considering we all have magical stands, can't we just use those to talk like we can? Ooh, you bring up a good point, Abdul. Fine. We will actually talk then instead of having fun. How about that? <laughs> yeah, God, forgive me for trying to introduce a fun game into this life and death situation. <laughs> Speaking of fun games, Polnareff oh. was like, oh, that's a pity because I know some hand signals too. And the best part of the episode plays out. Yeah, so he does okay. claps his hands together, uh, holds up his hands in a sort of peace sign, two fingers thing. Yeah. Makes an okay symbol. And then puts his hand above uh, to his brow and sort of makes like he's searching around. And then Kakuin pops out behind yeah, him. Yeah, based on, I presume, Japanese phonetics and what these uh, symbols imply in that language. Yep. He sounds out, your underwear or pantsu is showing. <laughs> Polnareff then turns around. They go, yeah! And they do the greatest high five on the face of the earth. I think to call it a high five is to undersell it. This is an elaborate secret handshake. <laughs> hang on, so let's let's try this, right? Okay. So hang on, so they do up top. Yep, up top. Both hands. Down low. Down low. Switch. Switch. Uh, knuckles. Knuckles. Uh, potatoes. Yep, potatoes. Uh-huh. Up and slam. One hand potatoes. <laughs> I think we've lost the we've lost the plot a bit. There was some one hand potatoing going on, and they went up and slammed. Yeah, so they went up and slammed the potatoes together. And while they're doing this, their eyes are just black voids, and their faces are grimly serious. <laughs> they're like, but why is this happening? It's so good. And then Joseph leans into frame and is like, "We're under attack and could die at any time." And you guys have a secret handshake. Come on, let me in. So the water fills up the room. They've all put their scuba masks on, and we get a cool shot of them all, like, making the okay symbol, even though they can talk. It's fun. The thing that we just established they wouldn't be using, yeah. they start using. Okay, 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 okay. Polnareff is not okay. <laughs> He's making the I'm not okay hand symbol. Well, and awesome it makes sense that he is, because he can't talk, because his regulator was the high priestess all along. Oh, no! Uh, it's gross. It's biting his lip. <gasps> That's the one thing you don't want to be bitten off. Yeah, then otherwise, how will you bite it back? <laughs> I mean, not with teeth, let me tell you. And the OP happens. This is our special sound effects variant of Stand Proud. If I may. (laughs) You made made a remark when we were watching it that it really sort of heightened the uh, the energy of it. Oh yeah. Like, you listen to it and you go, oh yeah, this is like, alright. And then you listen to it with sound effects, you're like, Jesus Christ. The one moment that I think really stands out in it for me is uh, the bit where... You see the the five and then six stars. Hmm. And, you know, the five stars make a, you know, like a a twinkling, whooshing noise. And then when the sixth is coming into the screen, far on the right corner, you just hear like a, whoa! (laughs) (laughs) I mean, like, okay, here's the thing. Because for the longest time now, I thought we would just meet the sixth star. Mm -hmm. But there's been no indication as to who it is throughout this entire part. Not even in this episode. Spoilers. Not even in this episode. (laughs) I have no idea what the hell's going. So like, what? Well, what they have to do is they have to go back to Earth from the digital world to find the next Digidestined. And spoiler alert: it's Ty's sister, Cory. Cory. Yeah, and she's oh. she's gonna meet up with uh, Gatomon, oh. who was a bad guy at the time, but then stops being a bad guy and learns oh. to digivolve into Angelwoman. Oh, Woman. Well, there you go. And they beat up. I don't know. 
Myotismon or whoever. Classic Digimon. Digital monsters. Not JoJo's. Digimon are the champions. Um, (laughs) Can you imagine if JoJo's and Digimon ever met? No, I can't. Well, there you go, ladies and gentlemen. That is uh, all we have for this week. Yep. Um, That was the most succinct answer to the question, what is a JoJo's? That wasn't the question. Moving on. Okay. (laughs) Uh, Any other moments you want to highlight from the sound effect OP? Uh, The fact that they also put sound effects for the chain on JoJo's Mm -hmm. coat. I liked the uh, the generic punching noises they inserted for the punch rush at the end. <laughs> a lot of, um, you know, that psh sound that you yeah. hear when punches happen. Yeah. How it's just like a pound. Yeah. You're like, ooh. Nice. I, actually do th- I actually do really like that one shot where they're all showing off their cool stand powers and mm. you, you get a variety of sound effects for each of their attacks. And yeah. Polnareff has that cool sort of metallic p- swinging noise. Like, whoosh, 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 yeah. Kind of thing. Yeah. That's it's fun. Good. It's good. Yeah. It's good. Last time we're going to see Stan, Stan Proud. I thought as much. I mean, that's, where, that's when you get the sound effects. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. <sighs> it's been a good time with you, Stand Proud. I but, guess they uh, really did stand proud. You know, if there's two things I would say, it's that they stood. There was a lot of standing around in this. And they had a lot of pride. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. After the OP, Polnareff's lips are still being bitten. <laughs> He's screaming and everyone's like, oh no, it's going to go inside his mouth. Better yeah. stop it. Joseph, drain the room. And he's like, oh no, I can't because... That's not how the room works. It's like, God, that's not how a submarine works. You don't drain rooms. Jotaro is, of course, the first to react because of course he's he the one who keeps a cool head under all situations now that Avdol doesn't do that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Avdol's the cool guy in a different sense. Yeah, that, that, that's what he decided when he got shot in the head, apparently. Exactly. Phineas Gage style. <laughs> he's, his ghost arm sticks out and tries to grab the high priestess, but it's too late. It slips, slips into Polnareff's mouth. It's surely going to... Smash him up from the inside. R.I.P. Polnareff, you died at the bottom of the sea. And then hold on a minute. Hierophant Green and Hermit Purple, bam, go right in there. Go get right up through his nose. Can't be pleasant. Though, I mean, Polnareff did go into Joseph's brain. So, you know, turnabout is fair play. Uh, uh, Sure. Yes. Okay. All right. Yeah. (laughs) But They're, They're all getting very intimately acquainted with each other's bodies. Yes. But I don't think it's quite the same. I mean, one was like a small microscopic organism inside one person's brain. Yeah, such that Tentacles could... and all the thorns on Hermit Purple. That can't be comfortable. Yeah. Now, see, that's just full-sized. <laughs> that's full-sized through your nostril, down your throat. They're both like, we got it. Let's pull it out before it transforms and hurts us. So they pull it out. Through his nostrils? No, no, no. So... They go through the nostrils, down through the throat, grab it, and then push it up back. Right, the that throat. makes sense. And they make the long journey back. Exactly. <laughs> oh, they're like, oh no, it's transforming. What? what does it transform into? Into a harpoon gun. Yeah. Uh, Kakuin fires off an emerald splash that doesn't do anything. I don't think we even see it hitting. <laughs> <laughs> he tries. There's a lot yeah, going on right now. There's a lot happening it's under f- the sea. Sure. Is that a thing? What, under the sea? Yeah. Oh, There's man. a lot happening under the sea. That sounds like it should be a thing. Dude, there's a lot happening under the sea. <laughs> and I like... Uh, Polnareff calls out Chariot, who parries the harpoon gun. Mm. And I like this because obviously it's not a regular harpoon gun. Because he it's parries it. Then it comes back again. Then a few more times and he has to keep locking it. It's like a cool sort of almost sword fight. I mean, yeah. It's a sword gun fight thing. Well, as we know... The gun is mightier than the sword. I'm whole horse. Except here it's not. No. So 
And then uh, for some reason now it has to reload. And they're like, it's reloading. Let's get out of here. I mean, of all the times that anything would have to reload, do you think a stand would just never have to reload ever? Ever, ever. I don't know. I mean, it literally fired again and again. And now it, it ran out of momentum or something. Maybe. Maybe. That that's... would make sense, I guess. Yeah, that's how it's, conservation it's not, momentum it's works. Not, uh, it's not lunging at the sword again and again. It's being knocked away, then using the fact that it has free will to redirect itself back. Sure. While sure. it still has movement. As opposed to just, like, being stopped. As opposed to, you know, swimming, swimming essentially. Yeah. As opposed to being a shark. Yeah. Which it can't transform into. It could turn into a glass shark. Oh, shit. That's a joke from another podcast. One that I have not heard. <laughs> One that you have not heard. There's a cool moment where they're like, oh no, it's reloading, quick, shut the door. And Abdol just barely shuts the uh, big submarine airlock door as the, it... The porthole. Yeah, no, that's not what that is. Oh. That's <laughs> all. The portal. Which, oh. is another, which is a word that means door. So it could be the porthole. No. Oh. That's a hole that you look at port through. Oh, Okay. <laughs> I'll never be a sea captain at this rate. Yeah. Anyway, uh, he shuts it and the harpoon gun shoots the door as he shuts it. It's cool. Well, and nice then clang. we see it trapped in the submarine apparently and it, we see it uh, start to morph its form and we cut away. They did it. They got away. Polaref <sighs> has another ventilator from somewhere. That's good. I think they all have like a spare on them. That would be sensible. Yeah. Because uh, if they didn't, people would die. Yeah. So they have a moment to breathe and they're like, wow, the high priest Priestus really knows exactly where to hit us. And Polaref says, I'm fine. You saved me. Merci beaucoup. Except he says it in a very Japanese accent. Yes. I mean, he's speaking Japanese. And Merci beaucoup. Japanese parson. Yeah. They've started doing, uh, releasing more footage of the, um, the Stardust Crusaders dub recently. Mm. And I'm very disappointed that they've taken a very different vocal direction and aren't doing the crazy accents and over-the-top stuff no. of the previous two parts, dubs. God damn it. Uh, and are instead just going for sort of more generic anime protagonist angle. <sighs> the one I find most egregious is Polarefs because he just speaks an American accent with, like, a slight British affectation. You know, that one, that one sort of slightly cultured anime protagonist yeah. voice? Yeah, I know. We should kill them. I like, um, I like Joseph and uh, Jotaro, though. Oh, have you come J- around on Jotaro? Or Jotaro, rather. Yeah, I, I, I like because he's um he's voiced by Matt Mercer. Yeah, who is McCree. Yeah, and McCree and Jotaro are both heavily influenced by Clint Eastwood. Mm. And you are uh, so I like, come I, I, I like that through line. Okay, yeah. all right, that works for me. It's just the Polnareff. Did, I, did I did I did I object to that one before? I think you were like, it's a bit weird. It's a bit weird. like at first. Okay. Yeah, but now you've come around. To yeah, it. that's good. Whole horse. I listened to some footage of his whole horse too. That whole gun is made in the sword thing. Yeah. And at first he seemed, I don't know, too sort of gravelly serious to me, considering how he's kind of ridiculous. But it grew on me over the course of the scene. Okay. All right. But I miss the, I miss the wackiness. That classic ridiculousness. Bizarre voice acting. That superfluous. That's not a word. Magnifique. They're swimming. Polnareff is like, wow, the sea floor is so beautiful. I wish I could come here on vacation. And everyone else is like... Shut up, Polnareff. We're busy. <laughs> We're in a life or death situation, bro. We need a surface before our oxygen runs out. Now watch out. The high priestess could be anywhere, but it can't be fish or sea foam or water. So, like, we're good. <laughs> You're basically fine. They warn them to uh, watch out for, like, loose stones or pebbles that it could be. Mm. And that also might try to describe uh, disguise itself as a screw on their gear. Ah, sneaky. Good thing it didn't 
it, it would have been cool. It didn't happen, fortunately for him. It would have been cool if it disguised itself as a link or the entirety of Jotaro's chain. Ooh. That would have been a lot of fun. That would have been interesting. Yeah. How would you maintain aesthetic when your chain is... I've got to fight my own style. I knew this day would come. <laughs> but not so soon. I never sacrificed aesthetic. Eventually they come to this tunnel they mentioned last week, which leads two to 200 metres inland. And we get a lot of looming shots of the entrance of this tunnel. And you made a very astute observation. I thought it just looked really dumb. I was like, it looks like a nostril. That's what it looks like a nostril, guys. That's it. And then as they approach, it zooms out. And in fact, it's a big old face carved in the rock. And I was like, what? Carved, question mark. Ooh. Why? It, it's not carved? No, it's the High Priestess. <gasps> what? <gasps> Who could have seen this coming? And it's like, ah, I'm huge now. And it inhales and they're sucked into its mouth. And now we're in a very monstro situation, which you forgot was from Pinocchio. Yep. I remembered because Kingdom Hearts. So much happens in Pinocchio, it's impossible to keep track of. There's this so cricket like, fella who goes to This man makes this puppet and he's like, I don't have a son. I wish this puppet was real. And then... The blue fairy shows up and is like, this puppet is real. And then the puppet is like, I wish I was a real boy. And So then he goes to some island. And then his conscience, who is a cricket, is like, be a good boy, Pinocchio. And he's like, maybe. <laughs> so then he gets kidnapped by like a weasel or something and gets taken to some island with a fairground on it. Yeah. And all the, the kids who have been kidnapped to work in the mines on this island or whatever. Yeah. In their downtime, they drink beer and act like not good boys. So they start turning into donkeys. Yep. Yep, I'm following so far. So then Pinocchio's turning into a donkey and his content is like, Pinocchio, don't do things that'll make you turn into a donkey. Also, he lies a lot and his nose grows. That, yep. I don't know really, really where that comes into the whole story. <laughs> so what are you saying? There's a lot happening in Pinocchio. Yeah, there's a lot of concepts thrown at the wall. But do you remember the most Why does he? Bit? When does he learn that his nose grows when he lies? It was probably at the very start. Is there bits where he's doing like puppet shows? And it's like, special puppet show because the puppet's actually alive. Oh, maybe. There's no strings on me. Yeah, Pinocchio's really into no strings attached relationships. Him and Ultron would get along great. <laughs> anyway, uh, what? Okay, yeah, Ultron's nose also grows when he lies. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I was just thinking, there's like that one bit in Avengers 2 where he's like, there's no strings on me. I don't remember that. Oh, okay. Uh, Monstro. Yeah, and then, he's, then he learns that... His dad got eaten by a whale, so he's like, I'm going to get eaten by that whale to save my dad. So he does. And then they're inside the whale, and what, I don't know, does he start telling lies until he pierces the whale's flesh from the inside <laughs> and they escape? Not quite. I think they just build a boat and then get shoved down. Now, is nose. it a baleen whale? What? Does it have, you know, baleen or teeth? Oh, no, no, it has, um, the... Krill stuff. I think that's baleen. Baleen, gotcha. Yep, it has baleen, but not actual teeth. Okay, and that's how they can get it. Why is it called Monstro? Is it like, hello, my name's Monstro. If it's... I tell a lie, my baleen grow. It's the biggest whale you've ever done seen. Like, it is enormous. It's kind of biblical in a sense. It's monstrous in size. It's no Moby Dick. Well, I mean, does the white whale even exist? Yeah. <laughs> it did kill, like, a few people. The moral of the story is you shouldn't take, take revenge against animals because nature doesn't know human morality. <laughs> I mean, I thought the moral of the story was don't be Ahab because he's a dick. He's a real dick. It's like, no, nah, you come with me. We're going to fucking kill this whale. A lot of chapters in that book just devoted to, like, marine biology. Yeah, there are. Yeah. There are a lot of chapters. Yeah. 
I think they're all in the back. In oh, the there's, there's my copy over there. No, they're, they're in they're in the narrative. Are like they? it's like okay, so Ishmael and Queequeg have signed up for this crew. We're gonna spend some time with them, just sailing and stuff. Oh, okay, here's a chapter just about the different types of whale. I thought that was in the appendix. Nope, just in the book. Well, shit. Okay, but say what you will, whales. They exist. They exist. And boy, do they exist. <laughs> Most whales. If there's one thing I could say about whales, it's that they're real. <laughs> They're real, they are physical, they are in many ways touchable. They love me and they're my friends. <laughs> I mean, I don't know By the way, that, I'm Aquaman. I don't know if that friendship is real. Of course, Aquaman's powers are friendship of uh, animal creatures. And or just fish. Sure. Oh, yeah, sorry, I meant, I meant aquatic creatures. Thank you, thank you. And uh, when he tells lies, his nose grows. <laughs> the Pinocchio, the Aquaman story. <laughs> anyway, uh, and so then they escape Monstro and Pinocchio... What, did a selfless act or something by saving his dad and becomes a real boy? Yep. That's pretty much it. He gets his conscience because uh, he learns that... I thought the cricket was his conscience. No, no, he gets his own conscience because Jiminy Cricket's like, well... Is he like, teach you? My work here is done. And then he doffed his hat and teleports away. I think so. How... What's his game? (laughs) Jiminy Cricket, what's he up to here? I I think... He's just some sort of wandering cricket, want to be a good influence on misguided boys? Or is he some sort of introspective is he Pinocchio's stand yes let's go with that so what I'm asking is he part of Pinocchio is he like a spiritual manifestation of his conscience or is he a real life form in his own right I don't know well he has to be a real life form because he keeps tugging it well no he only tugs it yeah I mean stands can do that (laughs) shit shit that's it we've blown this thing wide open like Monstro's face after Pinocchio lied too much (laughs) I don't know I don't know maybe he's just the moral of the story is we don't know as much about Pinocchio as maybe we should, but then also maybe too much. Yeah, we should rewatch Pinocchio, except maybe we shouldn't. So Nick, um, they've been sucked into this big old mouth. Yes, they've been sucked into Monstro's face. Yeah, there's there's a lot of cool shots of them being uh, swirled around in this maelstrom, like a whirlpool. Yeah, and of death. You know, another character will be spun towards the camera and be, they'll be like, "This is bad. <laughs> we need to get out of here." Glub 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 glub. Of course, Jotaro knows that uh, when you get sucked into a maelstrom, you should go limp and uh, get, let yourself be drawn towards the centre. Because then uh, Deep Blue Moon will be lured towards you and you can strike. <laughs> Dark Blue Moon. Oh, God. Every time, every time I think of it, all I think is just him. Just his head above the water. Just perfectly calm in very Jotaro fashion. Just I mean, he was underwater. Oh no, but I'm thinking like if his head was just above the water, <laughs> right, yeah. he's just perfectly calm. He's like, no, he's in the centre. So he's just rotating in place. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it's just like, we. I'm getting dizzy. I'm having a good time. Unfortunately, we'll have to end soon. I'm bleeding a done. lot because of all the sharp scales in this whirlpool. <laughs> Man, I hope my coat's okay. I hope that shark doesn't come back after I beat it up a lot. <laughs> anyway, it would have been good if that shark was the uh, high priestess's stand user. I'm back for more, boys. <laughs> Jump, Just jump. <laughs> jump, jump. Yeah, that's what Shaq say. He's like, what's his face from Finding Nemo? Bruce. Bruce. That's that Burton Newton. Is it? I think so. Oh, there you go. A lot of Australian celebrities in that movie. Ah. Rove McManus was a crab. Rove McManus was a crab. That's what I said. There you go. Did I stutter? May no no good I've been working on my elocution so they've been inhaled by this big face we've really gone off the track here we have so much footage that we are never going to use no this is all going in okay alright so they're in the face yes and they hear this distant laughter and they're like what's with its power it was so small earlier and then it starts speaking and it says 
in its its very feminine voice because it's a feminine stand user. Oh, female stand user, I should say. Oh, okay. You boys are so slow. Rock is mineral, and so the seabed is mostly mineral. And since we're right near my user, my power has increased. I'm seven meters above you on the shore. Now you'll never see my face, and I'll grind you up. Ooh. You'll never see my face. I mean, that's a promise you can keep, because if worst comes to worst, you can always do what happens later, and spoiler alert, no, I won't. We'll get to that in due course. Yeah. So I think all the water drains out of here at this point, because even though they're still keeping their scuba apparatus on, mm. they are standing around now, not swimming. See, I... So it may be that it's dry, but there's not much air. Yeah, I just thought, because the water got pushed out of um, the high priestess, <laughs> but at the same time, I thought there was still just water in there. Yeah, it's not 100% I clear. Yeah. Uh, I figure there's no water in there. They're be- they start being affected by gravity at any rate. Yeah. <laughs> they just stand. Yeah. Just Proud. like normal people. At this point, as you would when you've got your enemies at your mercy inside your mouth, mm-hmm. she starts flirting. Oh. Hey, Jotaro. You're my type, so this will be hard for me. I'm going to digest you, and uh, if I kill you, Lord Dio will praise me, blah, blah, blah. And while this is happening, after she said that initial sentence, Polnareff sidles on up to Jotaro, starts whispering in his ear. And he's like, I don't really want to do that. (laughs) Polnareff's like, no, go for it, man. It'll be cool. Don't worry. We got a plan. Hey, Midler, I'd like to see your face once. Sorry, can you do this in the Jotaro tone? Sorry. Hey, Midler, I'd like to see your face once. You might be my type. I want to get to know you. Maybe I'll betray my family and come and have a relationship with you and just hang out. <gasps> we can uh, go look at some sea life together. Oh, God. Go to the aquarium. Oh, God. It's a very Japanese date, according to Terrace House. <laughs> That's what you're going with. That's the punchline. And then everyone else gets in on it. It's like, wow, yeah, she must be beautiful. Listen to her beautiful voice. She sounds just like the actress Audrey Hepburn. <gasps> Oh my god, I sound like Audrey Hepburn. And Joseph is like, if only I were 30 years younger. Oh, you boys. You don't have that <laughs> she, effect She on starts me. turning red. Yeah, the, on the, the whole stone the mouth. Yeah. Getting really hot in there. Yeah, getting hot and flustered. Then and then she's by. like, hang on a minute, you guys are just fucking with me. I'll kill all of you. And yeah. then the tongue rears up and Joseph goes, holy shit. <laughs> I genuinely thought it was going to go a very different direction. <laughs> where they were like, go on, just let us go. And then she'd be like, all right, fine. But only Jodoro can come up and see me. Uh-huh. And, and then, then we'd see... He would like, just go up there and break her neck. No, we'd go up there, have this beautiful young lady, right? And then uh, as he distracts her through the means of Jodoro being Jodoro and just standing perfectly yeah. still doing absolutely nothing. Maybe she would, like, lean up against him and he would reluctantly, like, put an arm around her, but his face would still just be stone solid. No, no, no arm. Just stand there. I mean, you saw how he was with the schoolgirls. Yeah, but I also saw how he was with that school nurse who he Frenched to get a stand out of her mouth. (laughs) (laughs) True, true. But that was a move of, you know, (laughs) tactics as opposed to, yeah, I'll I'll hug you. It's fine. I don't want that. I just want... Yeah. And then how would they resolve that situation? Uh, Well, the other three would be down there going, okay, Jotaro, don't mess this up as they themselves go deeper into the stand into its stomach and just kill it from the inside. Uh, Monstro style. (laughs) Monstro style. And then Jotaro would be like, it was you that was fooled. I'm the smart one. I don't, neck. I don't go out with crazy people. That so, have crazy uh, this tongue tosses them around and... Oh no, Jotaro's been tossed right onto its molars. <gasps> oh my god, they're like the crushing ones. Yeah, those are the teeth for chewing. <gasps> oh no, they're literally designed for it. 
Oh, yeah, and he catches, he uses Star Platinum to put his fist up and catch the upper one to stop it from immediately crushing him. <gasps> and he's like, oh no, it's so strong. And she's like, my teeth are as hard. I suppose she should have her mouth full. So she'd be like, my uh-huh. teeth are as hard as diamonds. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'll kill you before they can break. And everyone's like, save him. Oh no. And then the tongue throws them about again. And I like this detail where as they get tossed up into the air, Kakuin is wrapped Hierophant green around like all of their waists so they don't get separated yeah, so too much. they're kind of floating a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Magician's red comes out. He looks like he's having a great time as usual. <laughs> and he, uh, what, he just burns the tongue a bit and doesn't really do much? Yeah, not a whole lot. So, and that's another, that, another point in my favour for this not being underwater anymore because fire. It's magic fire. It's magic I mean, even if it was, like, underwater, I'm sure he'd find a way to use fire. Yeah, boiling style. Unfortunately, it does nothing. No. It doesn't really go anywhere. Yeah. Uh, it is, as we would call it, a pointless manoeuvre. Everyone's attention is drawn to the fact that those molds have really closed down, and the air tank, which is just sticking out the side, uh, Jodoro's scuba air tank, yep. buckles, <gasps> and then is entirely crushed. <gasps> and everyone's like, no, my grandson. <laughs> Everyone? Yep. Wow. We didn't make it. He died. No, alas. Oh, oh no. Now, this is when I made the joke where I was like, oh man, wouldn't it just be great if he tunneled out like he did before in that other episode? No, wait, I I can hear something. What? Yeah, it sounds like it's getting closer. What? Yeah, it sounds like it's coming from those teeth. What? And we start to hear a very, very faint... No, don't don't let this happen. It's coming from inside the teeth. No, Brace yourself. No. No, this is awesome. No. That tooth that tooth that he was under just explodes in <laughs> in a pile of fury. Star Platinum jo- and Jotaro move out and he's just his you know, SP's just in a rage. <laughs> he is just smashing he teeth. He smashes that teeth. Jotaro is like, look, he's breaking the other teeth as well while he's at it. And he just Jotaro, as always, just looks stock still, moving with Star Platinum as he just rushes. I suppose water fills back in as he starts breaking the teeth yeah. uh, and starts swimming, smashing up all the other teeth, busting up uh, High Priestess's grill super bad. It's it's brutal. Yeah. Like, never stood a chance. And it's a really cool se- sequence of fun- uh, punches, I think, where he's just, you know, panning across. Bam, 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 yeah, bam, destroying teeth everywhere. Yeah, yeah. It's like something out of Ren and Stimpy. It's like... Uh, that one Street Fighter level where you have to bust up that car. Oh, yeah. Where it's just constantly attacking yeah. all these teeth. Just like a car. Mm-hmm. Yep. Just like the first boss of ukulele. Sure. It's a big ramp that you have to climb up and then knock out the teeth of the dude that's made of the ramp. The dude that's made of the ramp. Yeah. Shh. Okay. I can dig it. He's an artificial god creature. You know, video game boss. He's a video game boss. Yeah. That's it. That's how you basically... So you bust up his teeth and then he comes to believe that maybe you aren't door-to-door salesman after all. <laughs> and he's like, ah. Actually, I don't think he does. I think he's just like, your sales tactics were too strong for me. Here's a pagey. Wouldn't it be? Your sales tactics too strong I suppose so, yeah. Yeah. This was a little curious because we see all the teeth from the front of the big stone facade getting mm. blasted outward. But mm. then there's also a lot of blood mixed in with that. I mean, have you ever had your teeth punched out of you? Not when I've been made of stone. Sure. But I mean, it's a stand. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So the teeth are technically part of it. Yare, yare. They were pretty hard teeth, but I still busted them. I guess your diamonds were a little low on calcium. Classic yeah. punchline. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, diamonds don't have calcium in them. They're just carbon. What about diamond teeth though, Nick? Did you ever think of that? Uh, actually I didn't Also they weren't literal diamonds, they were as hard as diamonds Ah, uh, of course, of course But at the same time, that's not what he says 
And they're all like, hey, we're getting out of here. Let's go. Scuba, scuba, scuba. They pass through the sea tunnel and they, uh, they surface. Ooh. And they're like, hey, there's a body passed out over there. That's probably Midler. Is she so, incapacitated? Maybe. Let's find out if she's hot or not. So she's Polnareff, got a nice figure. Polnareff goes and checks her out. And he's just like, no comment. Stop. Don't look. She's all messed up. To quote uh, the song Hot Tubbin' on the Late Night by Ashcon. Okay. Nice butt, but her teeth was busted. Damn. I mean, yeah, that's accurate, actually. <laughs> yep. Um, uh, actually, this is a good moment to stop. Because I want to show you the design for Midler they did for the uh, Part 3 fighting game that came out in the... Ooh. Around, you know, I think it was on the Super NES as well as arcade cabinets. Okay. Because we don't see her face. No. We just see... We just see a very a fairly generic looking robed woman. Yeah. Some fine breastuses. She looks... A good bod. Let's not get into this again. And then no teeth. So this is the design that Araki did for her for the game. Right. So um, she's wearing much less clothes in this. Yes. Uh, but she also has like notably like sort of head scarf with uh, stars coming off it. And then mm. one of those sort of... um. Face facial veils, veils yeah. transparent face veils. And high heels, dear God. Midler received a complete design for Heritage for the Future. A woman of average height and slim build, she has risen the minimal style of a body dan- a belly dancer. Yeah. And she's got the... Hang on, go back up a bit. Has she got the things? She does have the things. The things that, um, like, shake when you do the belly dancing. Sure. Yeah. Bells? Rings? Bells! Yeah, she has bells. Ding, ding. <laughs> so hang on, we, do we ever see her in the manga, then? No. Wow. So that was the only design. But uh, according to the this thing <laughs> that I'm reading right now, uh-huh. uh, she appeared with that design in the uh, Jojo Agogo art book. So it seems to have been adopted to some degree. Yeah, sure. Okay. He had it. He had her in his head the whole time. Well, at least now. <laughs> yeah. And now it's canon. Anyway, now she's dead. <laughs> good. Or at least incapacitated. Yeah, she's, she has no teeth anymore, so uh, she's as good as dead, let's be honest. Yeah, she's not going to be able to eat any hard steaks. Oh, no. What she's going to be I... drinking soup through a straw for the rest of her life. She's going to bleed out through her mouth. Yep, gingivitis. It's a hell of a way to go. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm-hmm. She won't be able to... Cl- well, she doesn't have to clean her teeth anymore. I mean, she, she, could, have... she could clean them in a box. Uh, sure. I mean, I mean, they're gone. Yeah. <laughs> the fragments. The fragments. Sunlight pierces over the sea. Dawn. Egypt. Wednesday. Wow. In the jet trip, this would have taken us 20 hours, but it took us 30 days. We went to all sorts of places on the way here. Inside a brain. Inside a dream. And everyone's like, huh? And Kakuin's like, oh, oh yeah, right, you guys don't remember that. <laughs> I quite like that. Mm-hmm. Just that no one else remembers apart from Kakuin. Whatever, let's go. Stan Proud kicks in and the narrator recaps everything that's happened thus far. The stand, a mysterious power symbolized by the tarot. Tarot. The tarot. I don't know how that happened. Sorry, the tarot. No, 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 no. That totally never happened. <laughs> Joseph once described their trip as being like around the world in eighty days. Nick, do you want to try to recount some of the stands they fought on the way there, as the narrator does? <sighs> okay. All right. Hang on. Let's start from Japan. So, Kakuin doesn't count. Polnareff doesn't count. No, just 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 list off some tarot. Okay, so we had death. Yep. Death 13. Well, hang on. Let's at least start from the start. So we had Kakuin with the Hierophant. We had Hierophant Green. Yes. We had Silver Chariot. Yep. We had Magician's Red. Yep. We, kind of. Kind of. We had, uh, fucking... We had Strength. Yep. We had, um, Dark Blue Moon. Yep, of course. Can't forget Dark Blue Moon, the freaky fish guy. Yep. Um, we had the Empress. Mm-hmm. We had Temperance. Yep. We had uh, Enya, who was Justice. Yep. 
We had Wheel of Fortune, who was... ZZ. Yep. Had... Uh, ooh. Was Death the Dream one? Yes. Um, uh, uh, I can't remember. Okay, uh, so a couple more there. Uh, Tower of Grey, of course. Oh, God, every time. Tower of Grey. Uh, the yep. Devil. The Devil. Uh, the Emperor and the Hanged Man. Oh, yeah, those two. Very rather important. Uh, <laughs> yes. The Lovers. Yep. Dan of Steel. This is the problem. I remember Dan of Steel. Yeah, of course. And, like, the names, but I don't remember the stands. Uh, the High Priestess this week, of course. The High Priestess, yep. Uh, the Sun. The Sun. Did we miss any? Judgment, of course, with the... Judgment, yep. The Wishes. Oh, so good. That should be about all of them, I think. Yeah. What, what was the Chucky one? The Devil. The Devil, right. Did I say that? Yep. Okay. Okay. After defeating many of Dio's assassins, they arrived in Egypt, and only a few tarot users remain. But more threats gather on the horizon. <gasps> so, uh, I'll tell you this, seeing as uh, it's something you could l- literally look up. look up and figure out in your own time. Yep. Uh, but I want your reaction on the podcast. Yep. Uh, there are two tarot cards remaining that we mm-hmm. haven't encountered, which are uh, The Fool and The World. Wait, wasn't Star Platinum The Fool? No, that's The Star. Oh. You know, because it says Star in its name. True that. <laughs> the Fool and he's and the, the star of the show. He is the star of the show. And he's a Joe star. Yeah. Um, and the world. The world. <gasps> what if Dio is the world? What if? Mm. Or then who would be the fool? Dio. Ah. Because he has Jonathan's body. What a fool. <laughs> what, if, what if Dio is the last two tarot cards because he has... Well, let's get into this in our prediction segment, which we are not at okay. yet. All right. Some foreshadowing happens. Oh! We see a shadowy house and mysterious robed figures are leading the house. And there's a guy watching from a nearby building being like, one, two, three, nine. Nine men and women leaving the house. You missed a few numbers, but that's okay. And then there's a flash of something blue behind him. And his head slides from his shoulders as he's been decaffeinated. And we get the censorship of the century. Yeah, this, like, you know, we like to watch on the Crunchyroll to, to in some way support mm. the thing. But uh, this was a fair while with just a mostly black screen. Yep. Uh, so his, I know his head slides off and we probably see his insides. Yep. Then we, the next thing that we could clearly make out was, uh... <laughs> and was it's just a black screen. A green flame and we're back in Dio's house and he's like, Huh, the flies swarming nearby from the Speedwagon Foundation have been neatly swatted. <laughs> but I can't let my guard down, they're still out there. I'm almost used to my body. Can you feel it, Jonathan? Oh, Ooh, I'm so mysterious. Yeah. Your descendants are coming to some... Yeah, bleh, bleh, bleh. I'm sorry, I'm Ideo need to work on my elocution. <laughs> <laughs> I need to work on my elocution and I've been execution. underwater for a long time. I didn't have much to do then but monologue, so you'd think I would be pretty good at it. <laughs> do you reckon that's all he would do? Where he's just like, haha, I'm Dio. No, that's that's weird. what he would do Aha. is he would use his um space ripper stingy eyes to carve messages into the uh, <laughs> into the inside of the cabinet. I'm yeah. going to write my memoir in here with my laser vision. Oh Jesus. Your descendants are coming closer. It's a funny thing, this world of ours. It is funny, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, and while this is going on, we see a body being uh, tossed into the middle of the room, and Ooh. someone there is kneeling, and something swooped down and started Eating feeding it. on that body. Yeah, which is a bit weird. Yeah, how mysterious. How foreshadowing. Maybe it's that critter that he had uh, in part one. Part one? That uh, bird, with a, bird oh, with, a, with a cat's God. face. The man with the cat bod or whatever it was. Man with the face of a dog. Yeah. Dog with the face of a man. Yeah, the dog and with the face the of a man. Yeah. Bird with the face of a cat. Ugh. 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 Yep. Uh, meanwhile, back with the protagonists. 
they're on the phone with Susie Q again. Oh no! And she's like, oh, Jotaro's there helping you work. That's nice, yeah. Good for him to start learning to take over the family real estate empire. <laughs> it's in the blood. Well, he's got a long way to go compared to me. Still, it's a very important task and we can't mess it up. Together, we'll get it done. And she's like, can I speak to him? And he's like, why? <laughs> <laughs> Lady, listen, I know I'm married to you, but I question But I'm not judgment. married to you. <laughs> I'm not marred by you, man. And she's like, Oh, Jotaro, I heard all about it. Take good care of your grandpa. I know that together you two can do anything because the Joe stars are pretty kicking rad. Okay, I'm hanging up now. Ciao. Click. Was that was that some kind of code for something? I'm a very dumb child. Are you trying to activate me Manchurian candidate style? <laughs> Is there some kind of like secret that she knows about that I don't know about? Are we Whereas actually... I had a brief shot of Holly like laboring under her illness. Yes. No, but you thought she wasn't smiling, but I thought it she went wasn't from... smiling. She well, was. It went from like... her mouth was open and she was panting because of her fever. Yeah, but then there was a little smile. Really, afterwards. don't think oh, so. All right. Okay. She'll never. And then oh, that and before that though, there was a, a shot of uh, Susie debriefing with Roses, who was crying again. Yep. Oh, Rosa crying does. again, Roses, you <laughs> foolish servant. Oh, for 30 years working with the Joe Star family, this is the first time something like this has happened. Oh, shut up, old man. Yeah, you're overreacting. It's troublesome when men act selfish, but I'm used to it now. And I think you would be after being married to Joseph for 50 years. You, you would be. The man doesn't know what the meaning of selfless is, so... <laughs> the Joe Star family's been pricks for a century. <laughs> Jotaro is the culmination of these pricks. And he's like the Kizach Hadarak of pricks. The Kizach... I don't know how to pronounce that, but it's like something from Dune. What? Where, like, they were breeding the Chosen One over a long oh, series of... I, I don't know much about Dune. I know a few things. Fear is the mind killer. Shai Halud is the name of the uh, sandworms. Spice is life. Spice is life. Uh, the Gomjabar. There's that thing that they use to peer into people's dreams. Sure. Um, it's a sci-fi. <laughs> um, in one of the sequels, one guy becomes a huge telepathic space worm, and he's the god emperor of Dune. Okay, let's never talk about the sequels ever again. <laughs> That's basically all I know about Dune. Yeah. I have a copy of Dune at my house. Oh, uh, they mine the splice and they use that to give to people to make them navigate through space. Ah. Makes sense. Makes sense. And whoever controls the spice controls the universe. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't make sense at all now. Think about it. Anywho. um, Anyway. Oh, yes. The narrator starts talking to us again. Oh, I love the narrator. Oh, well, before that, actually, I, I skipped ahead a bit. Okay. The other guys show up when they're like, hey, guys, we got the car. And they've got this sick Dune buggy race car sort it's of thing fucking rad let's uh let's get where we're going before it gets too dark hurry up we'll leave you behind and they're like we need to end our ties to Dio that we've had for a hundred years Egypt 97% desert but the Nile allows it to uh grow fertile life along its along its banks Ooh. it contains a, an assortment of uh Persian Greek Roman and Muslim cultures but what misfortune awaits our heroes in its sandy deserts now I love that they use the word misfortune Rather than adventure or anything positive, just misfortune. Well, they're, they're only looking for one very specific adventure at the moment. And any, anything else is just getting in the way, let's it's be honest. True. It's true. It's like, what inconveniences lie in wait? Yeah. Uh, and that's really the end of the episode. Shit, I'm fucking hyped now. I'm Walk really like an Egyptian hyped. one last time. Walk like an Egyptian. Anywho. Yep. Uh, so what are our highlights and lowlights of this episode? I think I know what my highlight is. I think we both know what the highlight is yep. here. Yeah! Slam, 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 potato, potato, fists. I mean, guys, they're in the life, life or death situation here. Low lights. 
I think you know what my low light is. Mm, no. What was that thing you were talking about at the start of the episode that you were... The fucking tunnelling through the tooth. That's fine. No. It's fine. It's cool. They've already done it before. He's strong and tough. Ugh. He can punch teeth. But it's like, we literally saw him die. Mm, or get no, crushed by a molar. And then it's like... No, we saw his air tank be crushed. We didn't see him at all. Okay. Alright. We saw his air tank get crushed without a single sound. Then followed by a lot of aura auras. <laughs> Yep. It's like, cool, so this is exactly the same thing that happened with Wheel of Fortune. But this time, the thing that he was punching was also... His enemy. Yeah. Do you think <sighs> that when he burrowed into that initial tooth to escape the crushing, like, Middler got just like, oh, I need to go to the dentist and... I reckon if she lost all her teeth from this, then yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She was probably just like, ow. Fucking ow. Yeah. Fucking ow. ow. I shouldn't have tried to chew them to death. <laughs> <laughs> this is a very poorly planned out... <laughs> oh. And then... <laughs> yeah. Now she doesn't have any teeth. Yep. Busted. What a fool. Uh, my low light is probably... Oh, just another honourable mention in highlights, though. It won't, um, it won't dethrone the moment. Uh, the cool harpoon sword fight thingy. Oh, was yeah. also pretty good. Oh, yeah. Good shit. Clever. Mm. For my low light, I'm going to pick the fact that the assault on Polnareff didn't really go anywhere. The going into his throat. Oh. Like, nothing really came... He wasn't hurt at all, really. Uh yeah, I guess. I guess. But that means they're but now this, down. This, this is me reaching again. Yeah, that's them down an oxygen tank, But basically. they had it, so yeah. they weren't. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, fair enough. Uh, Nick, so, momentous occasion. <gasps> this is the end of the first half of Star's Crusaders. Oh, God. It's from, only taken us how long? From the next episode, we'll uh, be, be beginning Star's Crusaders Battle in Egypt. Ooh. I wonder where they're going to be. <laughs> so what, what I want to ask you is... Uh, what, what do I think is going to happen? Possibly throughout the entire season? That too. But what? at least for a starter, I just want to begin with... What do you think is going to happen next time on Journey of the Bizarre Adventure Part 3, Status Crusaders Battle oh. in Egypt? In the episode entitled Iggy the Fool and <laughs> Gebs Ndul. Gebs Ndul. Gebs, G-E-B apostrophe S. Uh-huh. Ndul. No, I'm not. I'm not great on this pronunciation of this name. It's muddled even more by the fact that the uh, the name is adapted from someone's from the name Endur with an out with an R. Endur. Yeah. So I don't know that that syllable change throws me a bit sometimes. Okay. Okay. Well, if we have Iggy the Fool. Iggy the Fool. I think I know what the next stand's going to be. Yep. It's going to be the Fool. Yep. And Gabs and Dool. Gebsendul. Uh, what? Yeah, let's see it in writing. Maybe this will help. Uh, Iggy the Fool and Gebsendul. Oh. Hey, that rhymes. <laughs> God damn it. Gebsendul. Uh, huh. Gebsendul. So let's start with Iggy the Fool. Okay, Iggy the Fool based off, I I assume, uh, what's his name? Um, Iggy, you know, Iggy. Iggy Pop. Iggy Pop, that's the one. Or Iggy Azalea, who didn't exist yet. Oh, uh, so yeah, Iggy Pop, I think, was the oh, we should, punk rocker. We should reset because uh, there was a little post credit scene that we watched Ooh. for coming fe- January 20, 2015. Uh, Judges Bizarre Adventure Part 3, Status Crusaders Battle in Egypt. And we saw some guys riding in a, in a vehicle and... Uh, was it a helicopter? Yes, it was. Yeah. Uh, and uh, an eye under a tarp in the back seat of that. Ooh. Anyway, yes. How dangerous. Um, okay, well... Iggy the Fool, based off Iggy Pop, bit of a punk rocker guy, if I remember right. Or maybe not punk, but certainly... I'll do the dossier up for next next time. Yeah. Well, we've gotten to the point now where I think stands have become 
more abstract ideas. That's fair. And I was saying before, I would like to see more stands come together. And if there's two names there, what if there's two stands? That seems like it would track. Yeah. Is Gebs and Duel based off, like, someone or maybe an Egyptian god of some kind? Oh. Might be something to that idea. Ooh. Okay. All right. Well, um, hmm. Maybe all the other stands are just based off Egyptian mythology. That'd be interesting. Yeah. So, like, we'll have Anubis. We'll have Set. We'll have, I don't know. Ra. 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 Ray, as he's probably known to all of you Egyptologists. Is that true? Yeah, he's not actually Ra. Wow. Um, he's meant to be Ray, I think. I read an interesting thing about Egyptology uh, on the internet last night. Uh, there were some citations, but I didn't scope them out. So, you know, mm-hmm. for all intents and purposes for my sharing it, citation needed. Uh, <laughs> okay, yep. That, you know how Egyptian gods are typically depicted uh, with animal heads? Say, like, Anubis yep. had a jackal head. Yeah, yeah. That is apparently not how they were considered, how their form was considered, but rather it represented in their depiction the duality of their forms where Anubis would have a human form and a jackal form. Oh, so he would go he, he wouldn't be He wouldn't be a, a jackal man. Right. Allegedly. Interesting. Interesting. So Set would have a crocodile form, or an alligator form, rather. Apparently. Um, so, I, so this uh, internet thing claimed. Oh, fucking sick. <laughs> Dude. And of course, yeah. there's that bad movie, Gods of Egypt, where the uh, the gods would turn into huge metal robot monsters and fight each other. Oh, God, no. And then every night, Ra would go up in his space barge and shoot lasers at a giant snake. Incredible. Anyway, so, okay, if we've got two guys, we've got Iggy the Fool and Gaz and Duel. Geb. Gebs and Duel. Mm-hmm. I reckon it's either going to be two guys, each have their own stand that's going to combine. Ooh. Because that would be the next logical step. And that would bridge the two different thematic. Exactly. Yeah. So, like, not as in, like, literally metamorphosize into one another. Oh, okay. But, like, they'd work together. Voltron style. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but, you know, we haven't had two dudes working together. We had For Centif- a while. Yeah, we had Centifold and a whole horse. Yep. And that was kind of it. Because, I mean, even Enya and whole horse. Yeah, they were sort of at cross purposes. Yeah. So, yeah... I'd like that to happen, but what I think is going to happen is we're just going to have one guy who's sort of like an animal underneath that tarp, and he's a bit crazy. Because he's certainly being treated like an animal. A guy like an animal. Yeah. Under a tarp. Like Where Iggy all Pop. animals belong. <laughs> like Iggy Pop, the fool. It's a good thing we've got an Iggy Pop filter. All these uh, plosives would be really annoying. <laughs> I mean, that was a bad pun. That For a- you uh, audi- audio enthusiasts out there, that one goes out to you. So, our uh, thoughts about either the fool or uh, or the fool. Geb, the fool. Well, after playing Persona Four, the main character is the fool. And I think the also fool... in Persona Five. Oh, is he? Mm. Oh, there you go. I think that might be a recurring thing because the way they push it in Five, which is the only one I've played, the mm. fool is the wild card, which yeah. lets you have power over multiple personas, and that brings in the collectible monster aspect yeah. of it. Yeah. Um. So I reckon maybe the fool means he's just a bit crazy. All right. Uh. He might... In fact, he might just be a wild card where they're like, okay, go, and then he ends up joining them. Right. Like, this is not a good idea, was it? Uh, oh, well. He's, he's a six starter crusader. Hey, hang on a minute. Hang on a minute. Iggy, the fool. Iggy is the sixth starter crusader. Potentially. Although it doesn't make more sense to have the sixth star be one of these uh, secondary theme ones to sort of, like, bridge that in. 
And he's like, I know about them because I was one of them. That's a good point, actually. That is a good point. I'm just spitballing here. I mean, maybe Gebs and Duel is the new Stardust Crusader because Iggy the Fool has the stand, but Gebs and Duel's just some awesome dude. (laughs) You know, it's kind of like how Polnareff has a stand, but really Polnareff's just some dude, let's be honest. (laughs) Like, when you think of Silver Chariot... Shots fired. Well, I mean, like, you think of Silver Chariot and you're like, yeah, it's a stand. It's just basically a dude... In armor. With a sword. With a sword. I mean, like, that's not... I mean, Star Platinum's just a dude who can punch people. Yeah, but he looks, like, slightly as techy. This guy's just, like, dude in armor with, so- like, with sword. Also like, a robot. Also a robot. And then you got Polnareff, who's like, holy shit, the characterization of Polnareff. Ooh. Ooh. Okay, uh, and you so know. you think possibly one of these two guys will be our sixth star? Yeah. Yeah, because... Uh, any this... thoughts on powers we might be encountering? Powers. Um... Well, obviously, you could have just a thing that controlled wind, uh, because we're in a desert, so sandstorms would be oh, yeah. an eventuality. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so wind would be a big one. Maybe wild card. Oh, I mean, things have gotten more abstract, so turning into objects that aren't organic, uh, controlling the sun, or just like having an area that is basically one giant mirror region thing. That wasn't a power. <laughs> That's true, it wasn't. He just That's had a something mirror. you made up. Yeah. All right, that is a bit of a yeah. tall order to come up yeah, with. Yeah, it's but a bit hard. Uh, my other, yeah. So my, my last question is, uh, what do you think is going to happen, like... Overall? Yeah, in the overarching season. Well, I reckon they're going to get to Egypt. Right, I reckon that's I mean, probably they've done that, so... Oh, shit! Uh, well, I think they're probably going to save Holly. There's a good chance Holly's going to live. Yeah, I think that seems reasonable. Seems like seems a like good ending. It'd be kind of cruelly pulling the rug out from under you to be like, oh, yeah, she died. Well, I mean, at the same time, you never know. I mean, fucking Jonathan died, so... True. Uh, but I reckon Holly's going to be fine. Uh, so then we take one step back. Dio's going to die the fuck out. For good? Oh, fuck no, not for good. <laughs> like, th- I mean, Dio's not just going to die. One of the myriad followers, he's a master over this, will perform some dark ritual exactly. and resurrect him. Exactly. I mean, if he survived part one and he survives part three, he's going to come back in part four, he's going to come back in part five, or he comes back every second part <laughs> just for good measure. Oh, yeah. Um, hey guys, it's me, Dio, again. Yeah, basically. It's like, don't you remember? And then you got Jodo being like, I remember. Yari, I remember Dio. Yari, yari. <laughs> he hurt my mum. R.I.P. <laughs> rip and piss. Because she's on. dead now because we couldn't save her. Yeah, just like rip, lowers cap a little bit. Uh, okay, so going back, Dio dies, but he doesn't die, die. So then going back even more, they're going to have to travel up the Nile to get to a certain place, or like, you know, in Egypt. Yeah, find Dio, essentially. Find Dio. Uh, and Abdol will be able to help out, because he's like, this isn't the right town. Moving on. This isn't the right town. Moving on. This I know things right about town. Egypt, because I've been here before. And Kakuin's like, I've also been here before, because I'm well-travelled. <laughs> Wait, has, is he well-travelled? Yeah, I believe that's things. where he fell under Dio's sway, because uh, on a family trip to Egypt. Of course. Of course. A family trip. Oh, wait. So then that means that Kakuin might actually be able to help. For once. <laughs> I mean, he hasn't been very helpful so far, <laughs> apart from that excellent high five. Yeah. Um, or the dream. All right. Yeah. And then going back, they're going to reach Egypt. Uh, and then going back even more. <laughs> You're saying see- going back when you mean going forward. Well, no, because at the start, it's like Holly's going to be okay. Hang on, you said Dio. they're going to reach Egypt. They've already reached Egypt. Yeah. So then going back, they're going to have to travel to Egypt. <laughs> right. But they can't take a plane. Okay. Okay. Right? Let's, let's move on. <laughs> okay. So right. that seems pretty comprehensive. Yeah. So they're going to travel up the Nile. Be all like, it's not here. Moving on. Move on. Track him down, beat him up. I wonder how they're going to track him down, though. Because this whole time they've been like, yeah, we're not going to tell you where Dio is. So how the hell are they going to pull that off? We cut to Joseph Joestar in a shadowy room with a beaten up stand user. 
He's got a knife in his metal hand and his regular hand in his other hand. And he's like, you guys need to talk. <laughs> and then I could use spirit photography to, to try to figure this out, but I'm just going to cut you up. No, no, it's just him in a room. He's like, now listen, I hear you have a very special stand. You can make cameras. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> okay, uh, that more or less brings us to the end. I do have some listener correspondence, <gasps> though. Yerbly! This is a Twitter DM from uh, the... Gentleman we shouted out to in the last couple of weeks, Paddy Stardust. Ooh! Sent us some some messages. He's uh, still making his way through the backlog. Okay. Sent us some messages for the... um, The future? For... Just coincidentally, he wanted us to address them in the last part of the... uh, Of this season. Okay. And he sent it to us this week. (laughs) Ah! Convenient. Yeah. So let's see. So I'm catching up slowly up to the Yellow Temperance episode and I've hit a question or two. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, when you hit the mid-season break after High Priestess, what are you guys' favourite enemy stands at this point in time? My personal favourite is the Empress, where Joseph has a fight with his own arm. It's a fun stand, does some fun tricks, and let Joseph fight in his classic battle tendency style, with tricks, feints, and cunning. My wife is a big fan. My wife is a big fan of <laughs> Death Thirteen, and still will pipe up with the odd Lally Ho when he's mentioned. I mean, both of them are good stands. These are good stands, okay? Eleven out of ten, good stand. Yeah, sure. <laughs> It's like rate your dogs. Have you seen rate your dogs? Yes, they're all yeah. good dogs. They're all good dogs. Um, okay, favorite stand. If we expand to sort of like favorite encounter, mm-hmm. I will say Emperor and Hangman is really up there for me. Yeah. Um, you know that's that's the culmination of something, even if it came much quicker than I would have expected. Yeah. Uh, and I think the mirror stuff. Actually, I think favorite enemy stand at this point is probably just the Emperor. I think it's a really cool sort of. You know, I, I've talked at length about how I think it looks really cool when he draws it. It's like, and pew! it's very different to the other enemy stands we've seen to this point. Like, it it's just... It's a gun. Yeah, it's, it's just a it's gun. It's not... It doesn't appear to have any sort of living personification. It's just mm. a gun that he has in control. <laughs> he can just shoot things it's, really yeah, well. I like that for its novelty. Mm. And also the fact that he's a massive wanker is also <laughs> pretty good. <laughs> he's just a massive tool. That's all. He's not... Like, he's not... He's... Far from the most evil of the opponents, but he's just, a, like, a real jerk. He is, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Um, hmm. My favourite stand. I mean, I kind of feel like Dan of Steel was a really good one. Uh, The Lovers. Mm-hmm. Just because it was very different. Yeah. Where he's in plain sight, but you can't do anything Yeah, to what him are you going to do? Yeah. Kill Joseph to kill me. You're considering it, I can tell. Go ahead. Yeah, so it had, like, a little bit of abstract, like, if you hurt me, I hurt you. It had the mind games of... Yeah, you can't do shit. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, it was just fucking Dan of Steel being a douchebag. All right. And then having to outsmart him <laughs> the whole way. Uh, his second question is actually one we addressed last week concerning who do you think is going to die first. So we'll skip over that one. Who did we say? Uh, I can't remember, but it's on record. Yeah, sure. How you doing? <laughs> I think it was Joseph I said. Oh yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Final question. Of all the stands you have seen so far, which would you pick for your stand? Enemy or hero stand. I would take Silver Chariot because it's just so fucking goddamn cool. (laughs) The Night Fencer look is really unique and Polnareff has shown how versatile and useful it can be. It really shows how the combination of a medium-powered stand with a clever user can amplify the effectiveness of the stand. For the counterpoint to this, see the sun. Hiding behind a mirror seems to be the limit of this idiot's imagination. (laughs) Just... (laughs) You can just imagine, like... Someone in real life having the sun and being like, I now control the sun. The power of the sun in the palm of my hand. But but what do I do with it? I'll just... Uh, I guess I'll just watch anime. You could probably get like, into, like, farming. By controlling the power of the sun. I don't know. There's probably something there. You can, like, dim it down a lot so it just rains a lot. <laughs> I mean, he doesn't control the sun. He just manifests his own one, I think. Yeah, he makes his own sun. Yeah. You can mm. get into vampire hunting. 
Oh shit, you could. Probably not in real life though. Unless <laughs> there are stands, there might be vampires. Oh, true, true. Hang on, okay, so let's assume a few things. Let's assume this takes place in the JoJo's world. Where the stands exist. Yeah. Okay. Do vampires exist? Yes. Okay. Well, that's all I needed. Um, <laughs> right, my own stand. I can't make one up, can I? No, just pick one. Pick one. Oh, Jesus. But they're all... They're all good stands. They're all good stands, Nick. They're all good stands. Okay, uh, let's give it some thought. So let's rule out a couple, just off the top. Okay. Uh, I have no interest in having the devil, because you have to hurt yourself to use it, and I don't want to do that. Come on, bro. Devil's great. Uh, so I don't want to go around fighting people, really, so maybe... <laughs> Devil's not Maybe one of the less directly combative ones, or yep. one that has some utility outside combat would okay. be nice. Temperance was... Goo. Goo. The thing. Shape... Disguising yourself could be a lot yeah. of fun. Yeah, that would be a lot of fun. Uh-huh. Uh, also, extremely exploitable in situations where you need to run away from someone and don't want them to see you ever again. <laughs> yeah, sure. You just take on a new identity, you're like, I am this guy now. I'm going to go ahead and rule out, uh, for myself at least, uh, mm. justice... And the uh, the lovers, just because Ooh. corpses are not fun to be around. Uh, they stink. Sure. Yep. Okay. I and also, that. if I'm choosing a special power for myself, the lovers is not really the best. Like all it does is hurt people. I'll be honest. That, I'm, that's its capability. I'm just waiting for the point where you go. I mean, have you seen Whole Horse? Have you seen that shit? That would trick shooting is would be a lot of fun. Yeah, I know. You shoot all the precious antique cans you want. <laughs> You'd just be like. Win every single Olympic ceremony mm -hmm. ever just by being a good shot with your pistol. Okay, I, I've narrowed it down to two, I think. Uh, three. I've narrowed it down to three. Okay. Four. <laughs> I'm not going to go with Silver Chariot because uh, Paddy chose Silver Chariot, so I'll let him have that, oh, even though I think oh, Silver no. Chariot's super cool. I like that. It's like, oh, you know, I won't take it mm -hmm. even though it's super cool. I will have it one day. Uh, I'm not going to go with Hermit Purple because although I like Hermit Purple, I uh, uh -huh. can't afford that many cameras. <laughs> <laughs> yep. But you could use a TV. True. I mean... But also, you can't really show off much with that. No, you can't. Magician's Red could be a lot of fun. He's always a happy guy. Perfect fire control. Yep. Could do some tricks. Yep. Uh, Star Platinum is just... OP. Yeah. He's, he wins. I was considering Star Platinum I could just draw anything wins. I wanted really nicely. Yeah. You could do just about anything. Star Platinum, by virtue of being the protagonist, and probably has a lot of, like the most non-combat utility. I can yep. hold things. I can... Bend bars and lift gates. I mean, we saw it when he was in jail. He was living a good life. Yeah, yeah. So right now, Star Platinum. But if I want to take a different angle, maybe um, Judgment could be nice because even if it's just made of clay, I could grant myself some wishes. Wait, which one was Judgment? Oh! Oh. Yeah. Have some clay riches, have yeah. some clay polnareff land. Yeah, true, but you only get three. Yeah, and I don't know if it applies to myself. Although, no, that was just him making shit up, wasn't it? <laughs> it's unclear. I mean, he's just a fucking stand. Yeah, I'm going to take out Judgment. So that leaves me the choice between Emperor, uh -huh. Star Platinum, yep. or the wild card, Hanged Man. Ooh. The, light, the, the stand of light thing is kind of cool. And the real value, uh, the fact that for whatever reason, I don't get wet when it rains. <laughs> <laughs> or was that just Centerfold? <laughs> that he's so repulsive that it didn't want to rain. Exactly. Me. Like, that's the real... Are you willing to accept the repulsiveness that comes with having <laughs> the hanged man? No, because I don't want to be a murderous rapist. Uh, I I don't know if we can be friends anymore if you're not willing to be a murderous <laughs> rapist. Yeah, I think just for sheer utility, uh, I've got to go with Star Platinum. Just, uh, I mean, it's... Because for all um, Emperor and Magician's Red hmm. could let you do some fun, cool stuff, it's just much less applicable day-to-day -to -day situations <laughs> than a... Uh, 
mean... Star player. And also, you are the strongest and fastest, too. Yeah, you are the strongest <laughs> and fastest being in the universe. And so. you get to do useful things that aren't hurting people, too. Yeah, but the thing is, Magician's Red would probably have the same level of utility from day to day as Star Platinum. Well, you could cook. Cook really well. Yeah. You could uh, make glass sculptures. Oh, you could put on some fire shows for kids. <laughs> yeah, kids love fire shows. Yeah, let's see Star Platinum do that shit, huh? When he could do fire twirling pretty easily, he's really coordinated. Can do fire twirling, that is true. Who do I want, though? Yeah, okay. Now I'm going to go through this whole process again for you. Yeah, so I'm thinking Star Platinum already just because he's the protagonist and therefore always wins. Yep. But... I can think of some future stands I would take over Star Platinum, though, for what it's worth. Oh, okay. All right. Also, uh, I would put on the stone mask. Stone mask? Oh, <laughs> you, you would put on the stone mask, would yeah. you? <laughs> okay. That way I would, I would never die. Whew! Well, good to know where we stand then. Uh... <laughs> Although I think given the choice between learning the Ripple and the Stone Mask, I would take the Ripple, but I don't know if I have that capability in me. I mean, you wouldn't be a It's like the dark side. It's... (laughs) Go on. Quicker and easier to put on the Stone Mask. Yep. Yep. But uh, you also turn into a vampire. True. That wants to kill everyone. Not necessarily. I mean, you've got to feed. Let's be real. If you can manage that, if you can, you know, maybe I'll become a doctor and work in a blood bank. Okay. Mm Hmm. Sure. I can make all of the human face dogs that I want. I mean, you have thought this through, haven't you? You've just been like, you know, if I was ever a vampire, here's how I'd be an ethical vampire. Except a blood bank has to use the blood at some point, Liam. You can't just take the blood. Yeah, but what I could do is I could use my vampire charming skills to make people give more blood. (laughs) Until they die? No, just like more frequent donations. Okay. All right. Sure. I don't think that's legal. It's certainly not ethical. It's, def- it's using definitely not hypnotic medical. vampire powers to make people do charitable acts. <laughs> hey, uh, so we're just calling up... But there's a lot worse you could do with it, is what I'm saying. Okay, alright. That that seems fair. Okay. Well, okay. So starting with Star Platinum. Yep. Because it always wins. And because I saw him in jail, and he was having a good time. Yeah, he had a manga magazine. If anyone tried to fuck him up, he'd fuck them right back up. Are there any you want to rule out from the start? Hmm. Any that you look at and you think, no, no. Well, yeah, the devil is the same because I don't want to, you know, be scarred forever. Probably justice because I'm not a small old lady and so I don't need my imaginary town built on a graveyard. <laughs> unless. Uh, unless I don't have any friends. I, I'm going to rule out judgment because I don't care about clay stuff. We saw how that went. Yep. Um, what else? What else am I going to rule out? Probably strength. Oh, strength would be pretty cool. Apply it to something that isn't a ship. Yeah. Apply it to anything that isn't a ship, though. It's still pretty lame. You just get a bigger car. Which is, is of course, Wheel of Fortune. <laughs> oh, yeah, true. We're rolling out both Strength and Wheel of Fortune. Um, pretty cool car, though. <laughs> sure. Yeah, okay. But. 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 Yeah. I think if you applied Strength to a car, it wouldn't turn into a cooler car. It'd be a battle fortress. No, it'd turn into, like, a ghost truck. A ghost truck? You know, like, you hear, you hear stories of, like, trucks on the, uh... The interstate that, yeah. that no one's driving and spooky. <laughs> there was an episode of Lil Elvis Jones about it. Yeah, there was, yeah. Wasn't it Elvis drove that truck? No, because his mum... Oh, you mean regular Elvis? Yeah. Like Maybe. Actual Elvis no, drove because he drove a Cadillac. And this was a big truck oh. with a skull for a face. Wait, didn't they trap it in the mine or something? I don't know, but I remember uh, the girl's mum was a trucker. Yeah. And it was like, I'm... You know, they all imagined her getting into a fight with this ghost truck. Yeah. And at the end, it turned out the ghost truck was real. Yeah. Of course. Because that's how cartoons do. Um, anyway, we got uh, this right. Yes. Okay, so, moon, hell no. I don't need a swamp thing on my side nope. in order to be cool. Okay, guys? Temperance would be cool because I like shape-shifting. 
Uh, although I wouldn't be the one shapeshifting so much as making things out of blobs. Feasting on all the beetles you wanted. Oh, dude. To grow in so size and many strength. beetles. Oh, God. You get rid of every cockroach problem on the planet. Maybe not. Uh, I'm going to get rid of whole horse. Oh. Because I'm just like, cool. I could also just buy a gun. But can you curve its bullets in midair? No, but why would I try? <laughs> Shoot all the precious antique cans. <laughs> in one shot. Yeah. Wow. No, the bullets do get weaker the further they get away from you. Yeah. But I don't really want to shoot a lot of living things anyway, because that's... Yeah, you see where this might be... I, want, I think I'm noticing a lot of my reasoning is coming back to the fact that I don't really want to get into stand battles. Yeah, no. <laughs> Although I do like Centerfold Stand, um, the Hangman, mm -hmm. just because the idea of... It's got so much spying utility. Yeah, it's got so much stuff that you can be like, I'm in the mirror, but I'm not in the mirror. And you're like, dude, rad. He's in the mirror. And like, that's it. That's what he does. He's just in a mirror. Mm-hmm. Um, also, I could totally pull off the mummy look. Sure. What else was there? There was death, which would be fun. Just going into dreams and actually controlling things. Yeah. You're the most lucid dreamer. Oh, that'd be great. Uh, what else? What else did we fight? Oh, I don't need the thing with inorganic objects. Okay. Don't need that shit. Um, we can leave her be. She's, she has no teeth now. She's had a rough yep. enough time. Yep, sure. So, uh, well, you picked Star Platinum. Yep. So I feel like I have to pick one different from okay. Star Platinum. You were you did you did like the sound of the lovers before you said I did like the sound of the lovers why Ma mainly because it's a cool stand rather than utility of okay. what I'd want you know what no let's go with temperance because okay. temperance is like it can go away from me get me stuff and bring it back but it can also turn into star platinum without <laughs> being star platinum sure and if I you know get shot temperance can take the blue like the bullet instead of me okay great. I don't want to get shot at but I also do like the idea of having a blob friend I mean we know that. I know I said that I would avoid stand battles as much as I could because I don't like that. What, what are you? What but are you we know about? that we know that uh, stand users attract stand users. They so. do. They do. And they're all assholes, so it would be inevitable <laughs> to a certain degree. They are. We are assholes, aren't we? Anyway, uh, I think that brings us to the end of our episode. Oh no! So we are going to take the next week off just because yep. it's the season break. We want to recharge our batteries for the home stretch. Where we're just going to be in Egypt, apparently. Where it's 97% desert. Battle in Egypt. Dun, dun, so dun. I hope uh, you'll you'll return to us for the next season after the week off. Uh, we'll certainly be happy to have you here in JoJo's world. That sounded very genuine because it is. And I guess just until next time. To, to be, be continued. This is that dumb translation with some words in parentheses because they weren't really there or whatever. Remember? Oh. Whatever we're doing. Okay, so how do we want to do this? Just go. And now these gathering stars are summoned in the awakening of a century-old catastrophe. And all these brave must face, oh, men must face now, a race beyond the sands of time with this journey. Entangling all like a chain, intertwining karma with one's fate shrouded by the platinum.
Stand up, stand up, stand up. Shooting across and beyond. All right now, all right now, all right now. It's a vigorous bullet. Jojo, Jojo, Jojo. Break you down, break you down, break you down. Let these fists fly free with this hallowed vision. Stand proud. Man, that is loud as fuck. It's fine. <laughs> it's what you expect. Undaunted by the confines of time, they are the ones to whom the sunlight shines. Servantly bright. Burdened with the task to save the future. They are the Starlight Crusaders. Ooh. Wagering their lives for the ones they truly hold dear. A tarot card was dealt for each one. Stand, stand up, up, stand up, stand up. Against all these obstacles. Oh. Right now, or right now, or right now. These enemies shall be defeated. Jojo, Jojo, Jojo. Break you down, break you down, break you down. Paving one's own road with the vision of spirit. Stand proud. With an echoing laughter deep dark within, the chase is on, dead set to search for that one man. That one man. That one man. Footsteps. Breathing along with. That requiem. All while leaving. They're marking the desert. Stand up, stand up, stand up. Shooting across and beyond. Alright now, alright now, now. It's a vigorous bullet! Jojo, Jojo, Jojo! Break you down, break you down, break you down! Let these fists fly free with this hallowed vision! Stand proud! Stand up, stand up, stand up! Against all those obstacles! Alright now, alright now, alright now! These show. These foes shall be defeated! Jo, 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 jo! Break you down, break you down, break you down! Maybe one's own road. With the vision of one spirit, stand proud. Any parentheses in the English translation are added words meant to complement the existing lyrics to fill up the bars of the song. By itself, the raw translated words cannot be sung along. This is what we have been doing for like how long? Six months? Over a year now. Jesus fucking Christ. This is our life now. This is what we do.